0: Welcome back to a very special episode of the Listen In Podcast. It is episode 123. And Jake, we have two of our favorite artists of all time who have released albums on the same day over this past week. Kanye West and Father John Misty. Both Twitter provocateurs, you might say. Uh, Both narcissists, you might say. Right, a lot of parallels between these two guys in in their own weird ways.
1: It would be interesting to hear a collaboration between, <laughs> can you, yeah, can you imagine Josh Tillman and and, and Kanye West. Yeah, it, a, 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 the, probably the biggest Friday of the year so far in terms of just how big the music yeah. releases were, especially for someone with our exact taste. Yeah, Oh, seriously. Um, but I do get the sense that in general, Father John Misty has risen to at least the level of a pretty damn big release. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, pretty, absolutely. It, not- yeah.
0: Like when you go on Spotify on Fridays and they have like the new releases section. Yeah. He, it was obviously Kanye was first. He had like a featured thing, but his was like second or third. It yeah. was like right up there.
1: Father John Misty is, like, sneaky popular. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, like, very. And here's the story I have about it really quick, is that I went over the weekend to... It's called Newberry Comics, for any listeners who aren't from New England. I think it's a New England chain. Um, basically a uh, pop culture and, and music store. And they sell vinyl um, records. And I went to go buy God's Favorite Customer. And I was talking to the guy there. I was like, hey, I, I don't see the new Father John Misty out. Like, do you have it? He's like, yeah, we have it. We sold out of it. He, there, he was like... "He." um they're all gone already. I don't think I have any more copies. And I was like, wow, that he really sort of moves albums, doesn't he? And he was like, yeah, he always does. And it's interesting because, I mean, I don't know how many copies they got stocked. True. But still, it's like, you don't really, at least in, from what I understand the music industry to be the state it's in now, I feel like you don't hear that a lot, especially for like a folk slash rock. Sort I know, of especially
0: act. a guy who. I don't think, like he writes amazing songs and they have hooks in their own way. But I don't think they're like, they don't have like populist appeal necessarily. They're not like radio pop songs or even like indie pop songs really.
1: No, they're pop songs in a little bit more of a complicated way. Mm -hmm. And I think that they have, there's certainly a catchiness to them if you're willing to meet him at that. I think what it comes down to is like, what he trades for hooks is like such lush, beautiful mm-hmm. instrumentation. And he has an amazing voice. Yeah, he does. An incredible singing yeah. voice that, that really is powerful. And I think that stuff tends to get overlooked when, and I bring this up because this was not the case this time. He gets involved in all this media hype and goes right. on these long press tours. Right. And does hundreds of interviews and has scandalous, sort of salacious headlines. Mm-hmm. That happened a lot with Pure Comedy, not really the case with this album.
0: No, he seems to be letting the music do the talking for him a little bit more, which I think we briefly mentioned this last week. It feels like the right move after all of the the press of Pure Comedy. It seems like even a lot of the talking points from Pure Comedy are now still being used for this album. It's kind of like what I said where he did enough press for two albums last time.
1: He definitely did, and it's been not even—it's been a little bit more than a year yeah. since that album came out. Um, a, a prolific run for this guy who's yeah. making a real sort of—he's uh, really putting together a nice string of albums he is, as a catalog.
0: Yeah, uh, over this decade. Like I was listening to Fear Fun again the past few days. That album's actually awesome.
1: It is. It's really funny.
0: It is. It, Hollywood Forever Cemetery is one of his best songs yeah. still. The guitar tone on that opening riff and the drum tone too is yeah. the big gets echo. me every time. Yeah,
1: and and that hook, the Jesus yeah. Christ girl yep. melody, that might be one of his most purely memorable melodies. Yeah. Um. So, how do we want to structure that? Do you want to go into Kanye first, or do we want to keep Let, going with Father? Let's John? let's
0: dive into Kanye first. Okay. I feel like most listeners will probably be interested in Kanye. Um. So. He put out yay last week. He had his listening party in Wyoming at some ranch.
1: In Jackson Hole. In
0: Jackson Hole, which is the most economically, um, kind of, the economic, like, ratio is the most off in that town, basically. Like, it's the most... From rich to poor? Rich, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the biggest, like, discrepancy.
1: So Kanye has a home there, right?
0: Yeah, but I read an article that he rented this this ranch actually, gotcha. and the owners were like, "No more rappers in, in at our ranch" or something like that. It was like too loud, and I'm sure like they did all sorts of other shit. Um, but yeah, so I it's think sort he of rented it, but he also I think he has like a studio there. I'm not I'm not quite sure of where the buildings are, who owns them, or what. But they were they've been out in Wyoming. Um and I we were skeptical we would actually get this album if it would actually come out because once again like what happened with Jesus in Life of Pablo this one kind of went right up to the wire I think we can suppose
1: we can certainly suppose because it came out a few days later that he took the cover the album cover picture like the day it was released yeah. or the night before on the like way, on the way to the thing on yeah. the way to the jet, the yes. party yeah yes. on the way to the listening party. Yep. And just sort of scrawled the I hate being bipolar, it's yep. awesome thing in yep. the middle. Um, I actually think it's a really cool cover. I do too. Even I, I, I think Despite it's... that, yeah. I think that, it, well, here's the thing is like anytime a Kanye West album comes out, you look at the album cover and you're like, okay, like this is iconic yep. now. Yeah. No matter what. No, it is, seriously, it's true. It doesn't it's matter what it is. It could have been li- almost literally nothing like Yeezus yeah. or sort of a mishmash of nonsen- nonsensical sort yep. of bad fonts. Yep. Like Pablo or this, and for Kanye, it's it's going to be something that is immediately sort of etched in the collective consciousness, which in its own way is really really cool.
0: It's already been memified too. Like he put out his own like Kanye West album generator thing, where you can put whatever text you want over the picture. That's pretty cool. What it's- do you think of the "I hate being bipolar, it's awesome" thing?
1: Um, I I had heard that before. That saying,
0: I, yeah, I, th- I think that's like a like a lazy joke.
1: It, it is sort of a lazy joke that I feel like I've seen on Facebook, even. Yeah, like I've seen people yeah. like.
0: Yeah. I don't love that. I don't love it.
1: I don't love it either. I think, though, as an encapsulation of the themes of the record, it does something for that. Yeah, I yeah, kind yeah, yeah. of wish it
0: just said yay. Yeah, me too. That'd be a lot cooler. Like
1: in that kind of cool... That'd be a lot... Like a really, little green... The really yeah. bright green font. Yeah. Just a, like a maybe a big Y, little E. That'd, yay, that'd be a lot cool. Would look really cool. The I hate, I, I hate being... A, whatever. Uh, I hate being bipolar. It's awesome thing. Um, I certainly don't think it's going to date well. Because I think it sort of trivializes a little yeah, bit. Yeah. The mental illness he's singing about.
0: And that's kind of my problem with it. Is like I feel like that's already not the best thing to be saying. Like now, we already know now that like that's not the best. you For know? sure. And it's only going to age worse, I think.
1: I agree. Um, I do think... So I want to get into thoughts on the the music yeah. of the album. So storylines aside, I feel like it's interesting because with both Father John Missy and with Kanye, I think the music can, tends to get lost in the story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually really interested to hear what you think on this. I am liking it. I think that... The album, so just as an overall thought, it's not his best album. I think it's somewhere like in the middle-ish. I think it's a little slight, and that maybe there there could have been more here, Mm -hmm. more could have been done. I don't totally subscribe to the notion that I've seen tossed around in music critic circles of like it's hardly an album. It's twenty three minutes. It's like that doesn't matter to me. I don't care about that. That doesn't matter, and also. Pusha T's was shorter, and everyone was just fine with it. Yeah, exactly.
0: Album. I think people expect more, though, from a Kanye release, especially sure. given all of the stuff he's been up to on social media and whatnot over the past couple months, where yeah. I think people almost wanted this album to be like an explanation for all of that. And th- this album didn't quite give it. And no. just as soon as you think he's starting to like get into stuff, it ends. I think that is more so where that criticism
1: comes from. Oh, no, I get that. It's like, for me, though, the writing was on the wall. He had that tweet yeah. a couple of months ago, my album seven songs. It's like, wow. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, you would assume, like, okay, unless these songs are all, like, ten minutes, which I'm sure they're not going to be, it's going to be a shorter album.
1: It's going to be brief. And I think a part of that reaction is that by the time on a Kanye West album, usually... You get to the twenty-three minute mark. You're you're getting into sort of the what the last the sort of halfway mark yeah. even. Yeah. So it, people yeah. aren't used to a Kanye no. West album ending this short. He's never really had an EP. No. So no. It, it feels different. It feels really weird. It does. Um. And as a result, I've noticed from my own listening of it, it took me a while to learn which tracks are which because it all kind of blended together. It felt a little yeah, bit like sort I of know. a song yeah. cycle. Yeah. Like this short little EP where everything kind of blended together. Um. But yeah, I, 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 so I don't totally subscribe to that criticism. I, I agree that there are... Th- maybe there's a slight lack of moments of greatness, of like mm-hmm. true Kanye mm-hmm. sort of bombastic greatness mm-hmm. moments. What are your thoughts? How are you feeling about it?
0: Um, I think this album's fine. Yeah. I think this is his worst album. You do. And I don't think it's even close. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's a bad album necessarily. I just... I, I don't think it's the Kanye, like, the genre-defining, boundary-pushing Kanye that we're used to. This is the first album that I can, like, remember by him that didn't, like, offer something that new. This is more like rehashing old ideas kind of thing. I think it was on the Celebration Rock podcast... Uh, I think Stephen Hyden was like these feel more like B-sides to like older albums and I would agree with that and he also mentioned that some of these don't feel like they're completely fleshed out ideas I would also agree with that
1: here's here's like I, I agree with that too and here's sort of my rebuttal that I, I don't think is totally fair but I'm going to go with it anyways I think that was true of almost all of Pablo except this is more concise as a listen and you like, know, I'm not saying the, it's better than Pablo. You know what the
0: thing is though Pablo, I agree but Pablo had more interesting fragments of ideas. It had better collaborators. It was more fully baked than this was. And honestly, the fact that Pablo was so long was actually to its credit. Because you can hide some of the like bad moments on this. There's There's moments on here where you're like, are you serious? You have seven songs to work with and you're like... This is what you're trotting out here, or like this lyric is really what you're choosing.
1: I'm curious which are the songs you 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 don't like because I I mean like as I'm going through, I I, 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 to, I don't
0: I don't um to a track I think there's I only one like song them. I I don't like and I actually skip and actively like. I think it's one of his worst songs ever, and that's "Violent Crimes." Really? I, yes, I hate that song. I think it's like borderline offensive. I hate these songs. Where people are like, as a father, like now I can treat women as people. I get it now because I'm a father. It's like, dude, fuck you. It took you this long to realize that women are people and that dudes like you are fucking trash bag human beings who like don't treat them as such. Fuck that. I resent that song. I think it's bullshit. That's
1: really, really interesting. And it's not even that interesting. That's so fascinating, man, because I have like kind of the opposite take in that I actually really like violent crimes. And I um I know what you mean. And I think that it does come across potentially as tone-deaf. I think what is interesting and sort of challenging about that song in some ways is like I think that I think most fathers would kind of be kidding themselves if they don't have that realization about their daughter where they're like, well, this stuff I wanted to do with other people's daughters that I'm afraid of happening to her. That's just in her future. I agree. I think it's a
0: lazy song trope. Because it's been done before and people have said it and everyone's been like, really? Like, that's that's the angle you're taking here? Again, it's like, it's kind of like with the I hate being bipolar, it's awesome thing. It's like you're just at the end of when you can still do shit like that. And say that and have it be like, oh yeah. Fuck that song. I, I skip it. I don't listen to it anymore. When I listen to this album,
1: that's really really interesting, yeah. man. I actually and, I, and
0: like on a song that's only or on an album that's only seven songs. If one of them I dislike that much, I'm already writing off. Now you're down to six songs. Yeah, in twenty minutes. Like that's,
1: that's really interesting to me because I didn't. I I mean I don't disagree with your take. I think. I didn't read it as... I wasn't offended by it. Okay. I'm not... I wasn't... Like, I didn't hear it and and sort of have the same visceral reaction. I mean, I'm not,
0: like, offended as, like, oh, this is directed at me and is offensive no. to me. I think it's just... It's tone deaf, and it's like, dude, like, no. No. This no. is... this is No. Just no.
1: No, I get that. I, I, it's inter- I, I think... It's just fascinating to me that it's uh, that different to take, because I actually like... The production on the song, too, and I like that Don't You Grow Up in a Hurry hook.
0: Yeah, that's the best part of that song. Yeah. And, but like, I, it doesn't save it at all. Interesting. At all. Um, other than that, I, I would say I like all of the other songs. I think Ghost Town is my favorite.
1: Ghost Town is a banger. Ghost
0: Town feels like it could have been on Pablo, or if this were to take a more fully baked form, I think it'd be an album full of Ghost Towns. Uh, and maybe we'll get more of that with this new Cuddy album that's coming out this week. Because he, he's on that song.
1: On Ghost Town, The uh, the I think what everyone's talking about with it is not only the Cuddy thing, but that hook at the end from what's yeah. it 070, I keep th- wanting to call it her sound, 070 sound, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's, some, um, it's something. Um, I'll, I'll find it but, but it. but that hook, I think, is great. It, yeah, it is. And it's actually really interesting. Oh, uh, Hold on, it just came out. 070 Shake. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the best part of that song. It's the best part of the album, in my yes, opinion. Yes, and, and I think that to to the sort of credit the argument that it's not a great Kanye West album, that's the best part of the album. And, I mean, and that's
0: the song that has the least amount of Kanye on it.
1: However, I felt the same way about Pablo. I felt yeah. the same way. My favorite moments were non-Kanye True. moments. It was Chance True. on Ultralight Beams. It was... Uh, yeah. Uh, waves. Chris Brown on You know, Chris waves. Brown
0: is a shithead. F- funny aside on Chris Brown, can we please retire that song from Weddings, the whatever viral one. Forever. Yeah, because like, that dude sucks. And like, I danced to it, and like, I sang along with everybody else, but at the end, I was like, can we all acknowledge Chris Brown's a bad guy? And Brittany's like, shh, shh be quiet. I was like, no, this this guy sucks.
1: I agree with you, and what I didn't know until recently is that he has like a 43 track album y- out on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. Which yeah. is wild. Fuck that. Not a great dude. Um, I I really really like Ghost Town. I'm I'm not out on Violent Crimes. I actually like that song. I I, I think there's, Challenging things about it, I, I don't disagree with you there. I'm interested in what you think about. Um, I thought about killing you. The opening track.
0: Okay, so let let's just go through this track by track. From we missed what we've already because we about already six and we seven. already did the last two. I thought about killing you the first time I listened to this. I was like, whoa, this is this is intense. This is really cool. Yeah, I was like, shit, like Kanye, really getting real here. The problem with half the song being a spoken word thing is it doesn't lend itself to like repeat listens and that intensity and that surprise of him being like, I thought about killing you. And I thought about killing myself that loses its, its luster after the, of the first couple listens, which is fine. That's not necessarily not. Cause I think it's actually a really cool and interesting way to start this album out, given all of the noise surrounding him and, the mental health issues that he is dealing with. So I thought it was a, a cool opening. And then the back half of that song is really cool too when it like really starts to get going.
1: That song is kind of like a good ghost story where the first time you hear it you're like, "Ooh." Yeah. You're sort of spooked yeah. by your yeah. shock. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know yeah. what's coming. Yep. Then second time you hear it though, you're like, "Oh, okay." Like right. I don't dislike it. I actually don't mind the spoken word part. I think it it, it works. Yeah, it does. It's like yeah, in it's fine. in general it works. Um this isn't just
0: it makes it not an all-time Kanye song. Like you're not going to be like, "Ooh, put on I thought about killing you." No. It's like I don't want to sit through two and a half minutes of your spoken word thing to get to like the seven out of ten ending you you tagged on this.
1: And to continue with the analogy, I've heard some criticisms about this, about the I thought about killing you, the darkest thoughts are always next to the most beautiful ones. I thought about killing myself and I love myself more than you. Some people I've heard say, or it seems like some of the reception is that that's not as cool or edgy as he thinks it is. And it's like I think with that you can apply either narrative to it. Yeah. Because you could just say, if you're in on Kanye, you could just easily say, like, that's a pretty crazy thing to say, yeah. and it's cool that he's doing it. Or if you just want decide to be out on Kanye, you can easily just say, oh, that's not as interesting as he thinks. It's kind of a fucked up thing to say.
0: Well, I, the reason why I think it's interesting is I think it is brave and um, hard to admit that you have those thoughts to people. Let alone doing it on the first track of your record that everyone's going to hear. You know, what say what you will about Kanye West and, you know, he loves attention, egomaniac, narcissist, whatever. Admitting that's hard to do. Yeah. That's like a difficult, like, raw, honest thing to put out there. And you could say, oh, it's, it's just a stunt or whatever. I don't think so. I think he actually thinks that.
1: And I think it's an interesting concept, too. The yeah. willingness to say... The ugly thoughts that cross your mind. Yeah. Um, I, I like that he brings I that wish out. he would
0: have explored that more. I wish instead of just saying, I think really, really bad
1: thoughts. I wish it would have been like an album of that. Yeah. That's that a, would have been more interesting, would I be think. A, Maybe he tried and failed. Yeah, maybe he did. Maybe that's maybe what it he is. Maybe he did. Um, with Yikes, the second track. I think this is one of the strongest I, on the album. I
0: do too. I think this hook on here. The she could get
1: menacing, Yeah. Frightening. Yeah. That hook is very very similar to like wolves, right? Or there's the it's
0: it's a similar sound to what he's done before on something. It's yeah. something
1: on Pablo. I think it's wolves. It might be another. I song. think you're right. Yeah, the melody of this hook is almost the same, except for the like the last note. Yeah, it's like virtually the same.
0: So apparently, and I don't know if this is true or not. I did see this come across Twitter. I I guess Drake helped with this hook. Yeah, apparently, like he helped write it, um, which is. No coincidence that this is, like, the best hook on the album that Kanye has, basically. Other than, like, the 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 Ghost Town stuff. Um, but I don't know if that's actually true or not.
1: Um, I think that also he gets into one of the best sort of rap grooves he gets into on this album. On the, like, tweaking, tweaking off that 2CB, huh?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't love the Russell Simmons... I was about
1: to ask you about that.
0: Uh, me too. Thing. I don't. I don't like that very much. I just though. feel
1: like it's not. Again, I feel like if there is a a trend, maybe of sexist things on here, the idea of I'm gonna pray for him because he got me too'd Yeah. Sorry, right, dude. I I can see maybe doing that, but like, and I, don't I guess love that. person to person on an empathetic level, it's yeah. like, yeah, I guess you care about someone who that happens to, but ultimately. That's sort of a fucked up backwards way to look at me too. Yes, it is. And, and then
0: later on, like, the you know, this is, I guess, kind of just a funny throwaway Kanye line or, you know, how many girls I like, took to the titty shop. Yeah. Like, if she get the ass with it, that's a 50 pop. Like, okay, Kanye. Okay. Again, that's one of those lines where I'm like, you know, Kanye's always good for a couple of those, like, crazy lines and yep. album. But when you're working with such limited real estate... On a seven-track album where all the songs are basically like three minutes. There's almost no room for error like that. And, and it's just like, okay, it's a groaner. It's like, all right, okay.
1: Yeah, I, and how do you feel about the, the end where he goes on that sort of that rant about where he's like, that's my bipolar shit. That's my superpower. Ain't no disability. I'm a superhero. That stuff.
0: Uh, I actually like that. It, it brings back kind of that intensity of the first track I thought where he's like, I'm really just going for it and acknowledging this. Um, I love the scream where he's like, I'm like a little fucking crazy. Like
1: Yeah, that's that's sort of a theme throughout this album, and whether you think it was explored enough or not, it's still definitely a theme that's throughout of, of Kanye is like Something's up with him. He's yeah. not mentally all there. There's, I think he's dealing with some serious mental illness, and and that affects the way I listen to this. It it affects the way I perceive him. Mm-hmm. Um, to the degree that when he's making points that make any sense, I'm like, oh, good, like that. He he's coming in clear here. Like yeah. this makes sense. Like what he just said makes some sense to me, and like, or at least isn't off the walls, fucking right. batshit, right? Um. So it's interesting. It it impacts the sort of the tone of the record for me.
0: Yeah. Um, Next track, "All Mine." Uh, This features Jeremy Jerma and Ty Dolla Sign as well.
1: Seems like this evidently this is the most popular on Spotify right now.
0: Well, I think it's probably from this like Jeremy, like hook, like the crazy that medulla oblongata, part like that that whole thing. Am I
1: wrong for not liking that as much as it seems other people? No, because
0: I don't either. It, I'm like oh it's like good I don't love it I really honestly I don't love this song
1: I don't either I, I don't th- love it I think that that hook crazy, that whole thing like kind of bugs me a little bit
0: me too I think the dirty secret about that is like this is a perfect example of one of the songs that feels like a framework of something and if this had been explored or or blown out more so it'd be a better song. Like on Yeezus or Pablo, this is probably a better song. They do that hook's more interesting. There's like cooler shit going on with it. It's better. Here, it's just like the hook's going to carry us and it it doesn't in my opinion.
1: But Sean, I think if Kanye lost you on any of his sexist lyrics on here, he should win you back with... I love your titties because they prove oh I can God. focus on two things at once. That,
0: that's another groaner. It's like, okay, dude, that's that's not great. You know what one I really do like, though, know, that I laughed at and still really enjoy? All these thoughts on Christian Mingle also almost what got Tristan single. Yeah. Like, that's really funny. Very topical. How
1: about all the songs from Kanye about how he's like, I'm going to cheat on Kim. Yeah. I, openly and a lot and rap about it.
0: Yeah. That it's another through line of all of these that I doesn't always sit well with me. I mean,
1: I know that it seems to me that they have like an open marriage. They yeah. Have to. Yes. But I wonder if she's exploiting that the same d- I way. I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know.
1: It's it's an interesting thing. The whole thing about if I pull up with a Kerry Washington, I could have Naomi Campbell. Do well. Who still might want me. Story. How about? Daniels. How
0: do you feel about this one? Uh, let me hit it raw. Like fuck the outcome, because none of us would be here without come. If it ain't all about the income, let me see you go ahead and spend some. <laughs> like, what, 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 what do you think about that? That stretch?
1: It doesn't do it for me. The, that's no, the thing about neither. this song is like the the hook. That I think that must be the reason people like it. I'm the, not all in on. Uh, yeah. And I never feel. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I just cannot relate in any way. But the idea of like these songs about like, yeah, fucking I'm, bad bitches. Like yeah. I'm, I I can't quit these thoughts. <laughs> Like that's always been a theme of Kanye's career is he's like, he's like, I can't like, I can't quit the hood rats. And it's like, dude, I, I like, yeah, you can. Yes, just you can. Anyone can. You like can dude. I know. It's so true. It's so true. Like I don't buy
0: it. Oh man. Dude, yeah, you, I know. It's like, dude, come on. Be a better person. Like just. But again, it's like, who are we to say? Cause it's like, that's our perspective. But like, maybe that's just totally fine for them. Maybe it is. So, you it's know, same, you never know. You, it's you never certainly not know. up to me. No, yeah, no. But I'm just no. saying,
1: I never really, those re- don't usually right. resonate with me. Like if no, I me fu- neither. Like me on neither. Pablo, if I fuck this model and she just bleached her right. asshole, and I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm going to look like an <laughs> asshole. God damn it, Kanye. Like, dude, it's funny. I you know. And then,
0: well, on the next song here, Jake, on Wouldn't Leave. This, this is seems, a highlight. This seems to, I don't love this song either, to be honest. This one's like, yeah, it's good, it's fine. This, like, ballad Kanye is not my favorite Kanye. No? Um, This party next door, like, chorus isn't... It's, you know, it's fine. Uh, This is kind of like uh, an ode to Kim where it's just like, we're dealing with a lot of shit. It does not seem to be like, oh, I'm cheating on you. It's like, oh, you're saying crazy shit on social media and fucking our money up.
1: And you don't leave me... Which is his sort of like, you're a great person because you don't leave me. But I got to say, I'm looking at the lyrics now, and while he addresses in the lightest of terms the slavery is a choice thing, he doesn't explain it. No. Says, that's he, what I mean. Like, he just says, they say build your own. I say how sway. I said slavery is a choice. They say how yay. Just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. Like,
0: I, oh, ba- basically, he's like, I'm not going to explain that. I'm just going to say that like, that wasn't even that crazy of a day for me. That wasn't even weird for me to say. And everyone's is, acting like it was crazy. He's like, I've said crazier shit. Which, if anything,
1: is just doubling down. Yeah. On a kind of offensive comment. It is. Um, I don't feel great about that. I do not either. I do like this song in general, though. Yeah, I, 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 I like it. I don't
0: love it, though. I guess that's the thing with like... Most of these songs is I don't love any of them, right? Well, I, yeah, I don't know if I love any of them.
1: You don't love Ghost Town,
0: I don't think I really like it, I don't love it.
1: Yeah, I think I maybe I think I probably love Ghost Town.
0: Yeah, what um, about what about No Mistakes here? Um, believe it or not,
1: yeah, I, I feel like for some reason, make
0: no, I like the Kid Cuddy and Charlie yeah, Wilson, the Make No Mistakes. This, is, draw, a good, this still is a good song, this is a good song, and you know what, I actually think. This is some of Kanye's best rapping. I love that. I got dirt on my name. I got wet on my beard. I had dead on my books. It's been a shaky-ass year. He's being like, he's like, I get it. I know. I'm getting a little bit older. Like, you know, I had that whole money thing. And now I'm like saying crazy shit. I think this is this is one of the, the better verses from Kanye. One of the better rapping verses. Uh, performances from him.
1: This is a slight song, though. It's just barely two minutes. I I know. That's
0: the thing. It's like, okay, I had one pretty good verse in me, and then I'm done. And we have this little hook that is decent. Again, this is just like a sketch of an idea. This could have been a better song.
1: Yeah. So it seems as though, all told, we have generally similar takes. I feel like... The, the hinge that's sort of swinging us one way or the other is Violent Crimes. I just think we've read it different ways. <sighs> yeah, I'm out on that song. And have totally different readings. How, how
0: would you rank the songs on here? I, I go Ghost Town first. I go Ghost Town. Then I'll, I'll, I'll do my ranking, and then you can do yours. So I have Ghost Town, Yikes, No Mistakes, Thought About Killing You, uh, All Mine, Wouldn't Leave, Violent Crimes. You could flip, baby. All mine, and wouldn't leave, depending on my mood.
1: I would go ghost town. Yikes, um, violent crimes third. Um, probably then wouldn't leave. Um, I thought about killing you. No, no mistakes. I thought about killing you. All mine.
0: Okay, so we both agree ghost town and yikes are the two strongest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes um,
1: sense. So. Yeah, altogether feels like um, a more slight entry in Kanye's career, and, and for me, just as a closing thought, it, um, I don't know. I, I guess know, I'm conflicted on how to feel because it just as it seems to me. This is a guy who his whole thing is running a little thin on people. Yeah, Um, I think that's affecting the way it's perceived. Yeah, I I think that I like this album a little more than the reception it's even getting. I think. Yeah, I actually think it's pretty good and that it's enjoyable when it's like like you said to your point. I agree that there's not these like huge standout highlights. I think it listens nicely as a seven track. That's
0: the thing. Like we've come to expect. More from Kanye than just, mm-hmm. like, a passable fine album. And when yeah. he actually just puts out a passable fine album, people perceive it as, like, not being good. This album is fine. It's... I If I'm going to listen to Kanye, though, I'm not going to listen to this. Like, I'm going to listen to literally everything else. If I want, like, scatterbrained ideas, I'll listen to Pablo. Because if Pablo achieves what this album goes for, I think, better. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just... It's so just average, I I almost like don't feel about it in a way. I'm just like, it's there. Okay. I don't love it. Uh, like I'm already kind of done listening to
1: it yeah. in a way. Um I I mean, I will say that I've i stuck with it a bit and that I will probably listen more. And um I don't know. I, I wouldn't I don't want to go as strong as to say I'm going to bat for this. Like I think it's some classic. Yeah. Um I think that the perception is probably a little worse than it should be, personally. Yeah, okay. That's fair. I I think it's a little better than people think.
0: Uh, I will say, I went back and listened to that Pusha album after a listen of this. That Pusha album just feels so much more like urgent and better than anything on here.
1: Well, that's the thing about Kanye. That's the biggest knock on him at this point, is that, again, he's lost touch with reality and humanity, it seems. (laughs) like He's rapping from... And, and if I'm going to, you know, come from a perspective and sort of eat my own words, I said last week that a, a tone that annoys me is the I'm on top of the mountain. Right. Flicking just bugs right. off yeah, me, the like, Drake. Like yeah. Drake's diss track thing. Yep. So that's, that's a tone of yeah. where Kanye comes from. I, something about the way he comes at it, though, feels like he is willing to admit his own insanity. And, like, I do appreciate, even right. if some of the thoughts he has I don't agree with or I don't like... Right.
0: Especially some of the thoughts he has.
1: Right. Especially, <laughs> but like, you know, if you're going to, if we're going to give this album maybe more credit than it's due and this whole sort of act of his career, this last year of his career, more credit than it's due, you can call it a performance art of, of a kind. Yeah, I
0: think, I think though people see through that and yeah. would be like, no, it's just not. It's not. That's fair. You're giving, I think it's giving him way too much credit.
1: Yeah. But like the, it, it, there's a through line of the whole Twitter tirade mm-hmm. and this album of just saying shit that people won't like and people might not agree with. And again, you can read that either way. And in some cases, I'm like, well, no, Kanye, I don't agree with you and, and, right. and fuck that. Right. Like how you're reacting to violent crimes yeah. um, and how I think everyone rightly reacted to the, the MAGA hat. Right. Um, But for what it's worth, there's something to be said about that level of honesty of just saying like, look... I have these ugly thoughts and I'm just going to say them. Yeah. And they're there and yeah. you might not like them and as a result, people might not end up loving this album.
0: True. Very true. Um, So yeah, listeners, let us know what you think. Tweet at us at Pod and Jake, let's move on to the new Father John Misty album Yeah, let's. Uh, and cue the Father John Misty Circle Jerk because we both <laughs> love this album.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's not a surprise really to anyone who's listened to this podcast in the past. Um, we raved a few years ago about I Love You Honey Bear. Last year, our album of the year was Pure Comedy by Father John Misty. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about, at length, how much we enjoyed his performance at Newport when we saw him. Mm -hmm. We probably talked about how much we loved seeing him in Boston. Um, This album, to me, is just a a continuation of, uh, just uh, like we were saying before, a really, really solid, great run by a really... I think one of the best indie rock artists going right now. Yep.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. And yeah, we, I mean, we started the show off. We couldn't even help ourselves. We started talking about it. Um, Just the consistency that this guy has brought over the last six years with all of his releases, uh, the musicianship, the songwriting, the, you know, the interviews, the Twitter stuff. That's all very interesting. I don't think. I enjoy his music as much if he doesn't have the personality to go along with it. And I think we've said that before.
1: Um, yeah, I think, though, it does stand on its own pretty pretty well. Oh, it does, It's yeah. pretty strong because, yeah. I mean, I personally got into Honey Bear without a ton of exposure to his press.
0: Right, right, right. I didn't either,
1: actually. Yeah,
0: that's just that. Well, I don't know... If there was as much then, I can't remember. Was, I remember a big feature, like one cer- big feature.
1: There were big features. It was certainly not the circus that no, fear Comedy No, 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 no. That
0: was like to a, to a new level. And I think we've talked about this in the past too. I remember in 2012 when Fear Fun came out and it was like the drummer from Fleet Foxes. And I was like, oh, I bet this like won't be that great.
1: Yeah, I remember It's that's what's so interesting to me about his career. And every time I listen to a Father John Misty album, now we're four in. And I love it. When I when I end up enjoying an album, I'm always struck by that where I'm like, damn. Thinking back to when I first saw that headline about Fleet Fox's drummer starting his own project and couldn't even picture which member <laughs> right, it was. Right, I didn't even know which member of the band they and were talking about. And
0: now he's probably more popular than Fleet Fox. He's more
1: popular than them and as a person is more memorable than any yeah, member. Yeah, absolutely. He's certainly more memorable. Yeah. More, more um, sort of, um, what's the word? Noticeable? No. No. Um, recognizable yeah. than Robin Pecknold. Yes. yes. For sure. for a person to person average American, yes. more people would re- would recognize Father John. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely they would. Um what so the the main story around this album is kind of I guess kind of a departure from the really heady topics of pure comedy and is more you could say a companion to I Love You Honey Bear where this sort of addresses the relationship he has with what I'm assuming is his wife and kind of life after, like, the honeymoon stage is over and, like, when shit gets real and when life gets hard and what that means and things like that. Um, And
1: I think, Sean, the result, in my opinion, is actually... His, well, it doesn't have to be my opinion that it's his most concise, because it's his shortest album, I think, unless Fear Fun is shorter.
0: No, Fear Fun's is in the 40s, yeah. I think, so this is his shortest. Yeah. 38
1: minutes long, so it's his most concise. I think it's his most melodically tight, in mm. terms of, there's, I think, a little less of the meandering that was occasional on pure comedy. He, yeah. I think, focused on melodies, and I, I think it is his most sort of, I think it's the one where he's the least self-conscious. Yeah, he's dropping lyrics in here that are more just open eyed, sort, of, yeah. sort of like invulnerable, and yeah. less w- said, like one line is a confession with the next line making fun of his own confession. Exactly, There's less yeah, of that.
0: yeah, and I think, um, that's to his credit because that is one I love that when he does that, but I think it wears thin on some people, and he's like, all right, I'm just gonna be very, very honest here, uh, which which I really
1: appreciate. It seems um, to annoy people, yeah, when he does that. What it's really quick. Because I think we have to acknowledge that, like you said, we're in the Father John Misty circle, jerk. Yeah. Both of us. Oh, yeah. What, what What is it about this guy that rubs so many people the wrong way?
0: Um, I think it is... He has such strong opinions on lots of things and speaks in a way that I think it is, is jarring to people. I think he's this guy they don't fully understand, and it's scary.
1: He is written about as if he is arrogant and full of himself. Full stop. Right. Like that is just a fact. Right. I don't know that I totally buy that. I don't either. Because, but people think that because he has these opinions and these thoughts and sort of comes out it and speaks like eloquently. And, yeah, eloquently yeah. and like in, in in references philosophy and literature right. and stuff that he's arrogant. Personally, my read on him has never been arrogance. No. It's never been yes. self centeredness. It's like, well, yeah, he writes about himself. Right. He writes about his own experience. But to me, it has never felt like it is to only serve him because it helps me a lot. I enjoy yeah. these, these lyrics, I enjoy yes. these songs.
0: Yes, exactly. No, I, I would agree with that. And I think what it comes down to, Jake, is the P, pe- like, Father John or Josh Tillman is a certain type of human being that exists. In the year 2018. That I think is a growing population of people who are kind of like... What the fuck is this world and life and what's going on? And I I think that's a scary thing to come to terms with and discuss and analyze. And I think there's a lot of people out there who would just rather not. And I think that is one of the reasons why he is disliked by a lot of people. It's easier to write him off as arrogant and... You know, a troll or, or whatever you want to call him. It's easier to do that than to be like, "Well, like, what's his perspective, and why is why is he saying this, the things that he's saying, and why, like, what's he all about?" Yeah, like it's easier to just write him off.
1: And so, the personality left aside, which I find compelling. Some people find grating, but regardless, right. I I do feel like there's some element to which, like, how can you ignore the quality of the songs? I feel like some people don't hear it or don't care to hear it.
0: Yeah, well, I I think it, again, goes back to what we were saying at the top of the show where he's not obviously poppy or catchy. It takes a little bit of work to unearth the genius songwriting here. And I think if you listen through, like I've had so many people tell me, "Oh yeah, I tried to listen to Pure Comedy. It was too long and like kind of boring." And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's amazing songs there. It my first couple listens, it were challenging. I was like, "Okay, well, I got to spend more time." That's the thing about him. It's like on on their face some of these songs. Like if you listen to Please Don't Die, which is one of my favorite songs on here. Yeah. M- Maybe my favorite. The first time you hear it, it prob- you're not gonna
1: love it. I was gonna say that is like the first time I heard "Please Don't Die" is just a single. Yeah, didn't resonate with me as much. Right, but it, it has more right. and more. Um, so yeah, let, let's get into the songs on here a little bit. I, I, so a, a, one point I want to make um, about sort of the melodies and instrumentation, um, I think that "Hang Out at the Gallows" and "Disappointing Diamonds" are the rarest of them all. Mm-hmm. Are the most Josh Tillman. Has ever sounded like the Beatles?
0: Oh my God! Yes, I agree.
1: He, it's like White Album era yep. John stuff. Yep, I had the
0: same thought when I was listening yesterday.
1: Especially the sort of outro of "Hangout at the Gallows yep. where the strings are coming in, yep. and there's the big sort of swelling that's going on there. "Disappointing Diamonds," it's like "Sexy Sadie" or yes. something. It has like this sort yes. of quirky these chords and and the bouncy bass and stuff. They're
0: both are very White Album. It's yeah. it's
1: the most he's ever because because. Josh Tillman as a songwriter always nods to traditions of folk and country and roots music. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the most he's ever openly nodded to Beatlesque stuff. Yeah. Even on the last album, I feel like he was referencing like Randy Newman and Elton John yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I feel like this is the most Beatlesque he's ever been. I, I completely Those agree. Those are two of my favorite songs on there. Hangout with
0: the Gals is an amazing so opener good. to this album. I love the line, um, I'm treading water as I bleed to death. That's a really cool line.
1: I, I love the, the lyric, um, look out, buddy Noah's coming, Jesus man, what did you do? Yeah. That whole part. And and dude, when he gets into the what's your politics, what's your religion, what's your intake, what's your reason for living. That's what I mean when I'm saying He's settling for simpler stuff here. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. chorus, and like that yep. is a chorus that could easily be on a, like a hard rock album or yep. something. That it's like it's pretty simple. You yep. can take it any number of ways. Yes. It's meaningful in sort of a subversive way you can't quite define. Right. But he's just like you know what these words sound cool over this awesome melody I'm doing, yep. and when he does that like shaman shriek at the end, mm. the the like high high falsetto of that, it's it's an incredible moment. It is. Oh um, oh, another quick lyric from that song I want yeah. to point out. Whose bright idea was it to sharpen the knives? Yes. I've yep. Love yep. that. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really funny. <laughs> Speaking of funny, we've talked about Mr. Tillman a lot, so we probably don't need to go into too much uh, depth. But that song remains hilarious.
1: Mr. Tillman, Pitchfork has to kind of eat their own words on this song, right? Like, this uh, song's uh,
0: great. Uh, yeah, I think they do. I think they were like, ooh, we can get away with continuing our like bashing of Father John Misty. And then I think when they actually heard this album, they were like, shit. Like,
1: yeah. Fuck, this is really good. Cuz this song is so funny. It is. And it kind
0: of I think frames this entire this entire thing like this album goes back and forth. I think there's three three things here. There's the really kind of heart on their sleeve um relationship songs. Yep. There's the songs talking about his stint living in the hotel, which would be Mr. Tillman the Palace and Yeah. Um probably Please Don't Die.
1: Yeah, and I think like you could picture him writing any number of these in uh in the, the hotel. Yeah. Um which is the one is it Please Don't Die or is it the songwriter? It's one of those where he says, I, I send a text to your iPhone saying I think I'm ready to come home. Which one's Oh, that? I think it's
0: uh the
1: Palace Is
0: it The Palace? Maybe it's maybe it's a
1: songwriter. There's a couple of those um, sort of slower Oh no,
0: yeah, it's it's uh it's The
1: Palace. The Palace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those those are two of the slower sort of right. piano driven ones. I couldn't remember which yep. one that line came from. So yeah. That's a huge theme in this. It's actually really interesting to me. It is. Yeah. The idea of him living in this hotel. Do you, What was the story there? Basically, I
0: I'm not I'm not quite sure, okay. but he just would post up at this hotel and just was like on a bender basically. Um, but yeah, so I think, again, there's three distinct versions of songs here. There's the relationship one, there's the misadventures in the hotel, and then I think there's still, I think this is bookended by songs that are more like like critiquing society almost, like yep. the hang out at the gallows and we're only people and there's not much anyone can do about that.
1: We're only people, both in terms of the way it's written, the way it sounds, and the way it is approaching life like you're saying reminds me a lot of the last track on pure comedy yeah um, yeah the yeah. way and I'm, I'm blanking on the name of that song.
0: um oh it's it's not in 20 years in, in 20 years in or 20 so, years yeah. or so
1: the way he ends it when he says i think the end of it all may look a lot like the beginning right uh pass around from hand to hand screaming for no particular reason the company gets pretty thin that whole thing it's like this sort of musing on the circular nature yeah. and how life never really gets clearer and by the time yeah. you finish it, you're just as confused as when you came in. But, yep. That's that's a very pure comedy sentiment. Definitely. So I totally yep. agree. There, yep. And I hadn't thought about it as broken out as that, but that's a good yeah. way of putting it. There's sort of three major chunks of this album. Yeah,
0: I, I wanted to to quickly talk about Please Don't Die, because that yep. is maybe my favorite on on here, I think. Um the the chorus in here is heartbreaking um and beautiful Mm -hmm. the the whole thing of that falsetto that high high falsetto he hits on you're all that i have so please don't die wherever you are tonight like that's something that can be taken very literally about his wife saying that about him just like dude you're up to all sorts of shit but That sentiment in whatever relationship is just like you're like kind of my person, and if you die, like that's gonna be really hard. So please don't.
1: It resonated with me in the exact same way where like I've I've had similar thoughts. I've had the same thought. Like even though I've never dated someone as tumultuous as Josh Tillman. Yeah. Yeah. Where the idea is like, well, he's out doing probably LSD and and, and just boozing and like probably could drown in a pool, right? Right. Nothing like that. But you're right, you do have that sense of when you're in a relationship that means a lot to you, you're like don't get in a fucking car crash, right? Please, yeah. Just don't like just yeah. come home safe. Or if safe. they're sick
0: or like something, you're just you're worried about them.
1: Let me ask you this: Do you get the sense that verse to chorus it switches perspective? Because to me, the oh verse, yeah, I think it does. It does the yeah. verse where he's saying one more wasted morning when I could be holding you to my side. Somebody stop this joyless joyride. I'm yep. feeling older than my 35 years. That feels like that's Josh, and yes. then the chorus feels like it's Emma.
0: I I would I would agree with that. Okay, um, I love. The lyric on here, um, oh God, you must have woken up to me saying that it's all too much. I'll take it easy with the morbid stuff. That's something I can relate to, where it's like yep. sometimes I need to dial back how much like nihilistic shit I say um, to to not only my girlfriend but just people in general, you know?
1: Yeah, um, totally agree, and it, you can just see Josh Tillman talking himself. Like being sort of like depressed or anxious yeah. about the world. It's something I relate to where I just can go off on this diatribe about like the world's fucked. Everything's fucked. I can't stand it anymore. And then you look at the person you're, you're venting this to and you see like sort of an empty face. You're like, yeah. oh shit. Yep. I like kind of scared them. Sorry. Yeah. Like I I, I went too far. Yeah. There. Yeah. It, it, it I, I sort of relate to that feeling as well. Um, Date night I want to talk a little bit about. Yeah. Yeah. Date night – is interesting to me I, I really love this song it, it reminds me it's actually the most like Fear Fun I was gonna
0: say this is very Fear Fun I love that like he's still doing songs like this
1: it's the most Fear Fun there, uh, that a song by him has sort of been since that album Um the, the, the lyrics on it are really really funny and sort of ab- 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 more absurd than he's been doing lately yeah. like lyrics like I've got your number from that sign on the lawn I also want to vanquish evil but my mojo's gone yeah I like that he's doing this sort of fun groove on this I song. Do too. And there's lyrics like I'll get you ice cream if you give me your card. <laughs> right. Like that right. It, it's really funny to me like the, again it's like just barely 2 minutes it's a nice little jam. I think it in some ways like w- is this a little bit about like if you were going to be a detractor of pure comedy is this what that was missing a little bit? I think so. With some
0: levity and like fun. Because yeah. I got to be honest man as I much agree. as I
1: love pure comedy the fact that I so say in 5 years yep. I have this album, I have Fear yeah. Fun. And I have Honey Bear. Yeah. How much am I going to go back to Pure Comedy? That's a
0: gr- so this week, th- this album coming out prompted me to do just an exclusive Father John Misty listening day yesterday. And um, I listened to Fear Fun, loved it. Honey Bear loved it, threw a listen of this in. And then I, the whole time I was like, oh, Pure Comedy, Like that's a lot. And I ended up listening to select songs from it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. And I think that's kind of what Pure Comedy is going to have to be. And maybe once in a while... You'll listen to the entire thing. It's long, dude. It's like... I, it, I still love it. It's still my favorite album of last year. It's still going to be one of my favorite albums of the decade. But it's one of those albums where you can only listen to it every so often. You know what it kind of reminds me of in a way? Very different. But I'm that way with Benji by yeah. Sun Kill Moon. I love that album. I actually like that album more than pure comedy. Yeah. Um, but I need to save it for select times.
1: Pure comedy, I feel like a, a for me, what is an even more apt comparison is um, is to pimp a butterfly. Oh yeah, that's a yep. Where it's this a great sort example of, too. Where it's this sort of epic yep. and it's like, oh if I'm feeling Kendrick maybe I'll throw a damn on. Yep. Maybe I'll throw on Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. Uh, but oh butterfly like it's not exactly a casual listen. Nope. And neither is pure comedy. That's a great point. Um so yeah and I think that it's interesting because with this album for its brevity and for the fact that there are some, there's some truly funny moments. Not that, not that pure comedy is without its humor. But right. Pure comedy is certainly Father John Misty at his darkest and yeah. most bleak. Yeah. Even if and moments he, of it are laughable. And you
0: know what? I feel like he needed to have pure comedy. I do that, too. That's like people are going to look back at pure comedy and be like, "That was a statement from Father John Misty."
1: Because the thing is, is like he on every other album has has balanced the negativity with the the the, the levity there. His, mm-hmm. his, his innate, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. His sense of humor, he's balanced that. Like you have to do if you're going to be a palatable person right. who right. deals with the shit he deals with. Right. Pure comedy, in some ways, in his discography, is that discussion we were just referencing. Yeah. Where you just let it all yeah. out. And you just let it go. And it could too the, fucking much. And at the end, if someone agrees with you, they're like, hell yeah. Like, yes. let's have that conversation again. If they don't, they're like, you're kind of arrogant and, yeah. are, and like, have a fucked up I view think, of the world. Yep.
0: That's a great way to sum that up. It's true. And even if you agree with the person, you can't have those conversations all the time because it's too emotionally exhausting yep. to do that. So you need to be like, all right, I'm going to put that aside and I'm going to come back to it when the time is right. And that's what pure comedy is.
1: Um, I want to talk a little bit about the song God's Favorite Customer. That's
0: another one of my favorites too. It is beautiful. This reminds me of, like, uh, a darkness on the edge of town Bruce Springsteen mixed with, like, Bob Dylan.
1: Yeah, and and it's, it's interesting because it feels like... I mean, it's still done with a bit of a wink. It's sort of uh-huh. done with some humor. I gotta say, though, it feels like there's a little bit of an embrace here, albeit with, again, humor, of some spirituality going on. Yeah. With the lyrics about, speak to me, won't you speak, sweet angel... I need some company, I swear, just one night longer, like that kind of stuff. Like, again, he balances it with the joke of, Don't you know, I'm God's favorite customer. It's sort of the wink you right. need to be like, Okay. Right. But I feel like in some ways that's a defense mechanism of a, what I read as a pretty earnest lyric.
0: I, yeah, I, I think so too. And um, it's interesting because this seems to be him at his lowest, maybe, when yeah. he's, you know, he's like another night on the streets all bug-eyed and babbling. And he's kind of telling himself this story of like, but I'm in the business of living. He's like, I'm living right now. And he's like, yeah, that's that's something I'd say. He's like trying to convince himself almost. And then he's like, well, fuck, I'm not doing well right now. Like maybe this can be a solution for me, even though I really don't buy this. I'm so low right now, like... I am kind of going back to that for for a second. Yeah, like I'm
1: spiritual for a minute yeah, here because yeah. like I need it. Yeah. That right there though, that what you just said there, I'm in the business of living, yeah, that's something I'd say, is maybe his most brilliant like breaking the fourth wall meta lyric yep. on this record, yes, in my opinion. I agree. It's and it's m- and
0: it's done in a way that's more subtle than it's just another white guy in 2017 taking himself go- so goddamn seriously. It is, they, it's yeah. a it's a more tasteful version of that lyric.
1: Um, these these three songs that, that take out the album God's favorite customer, the songwriter, We're only people. Um, I think are pretty special. I think like there, th- this album is it, by certain turns like his most fun and melodic mm-hmm. and poppy. Like I made those Beatles references. Yeah, I feel like with um the songwriter, We're only people. And with um, God's Favorite Customer, there's a real tenderness to these songs. Mm-hmm. The songwriter is a really cool idea. The, the sense I get from it is yeah. he's saying, like, basically about Emma. He's like, yes. what if you were the songwriter and you just laid me bare in every song? Yeah. Like, how would I yeah. feel?
0: Yeah, It's, it's really, really smart.
1: It's very smart and it's really interesting. And it's, like, it's a good point. And I think that for him, sometimes, like... Again, if you're if the read on him is like he's arrogant, he's self-absorbed, you need a little bit of that. Like, okay, like I I even totally buy my own my own thing. Right. Here. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um what would you say are your favorites and then if you can pick a least favorite on this on this album?
1: Um, okay, so my favorites on it are probably uh Disappointing Diamonds and Probably Hang Out at the Gallows with Please uh-huh. Don't Die and just, just Dumb Enough to Try and Mr. Tillman ra- like rounding out the top five. Okay, yep. Um, Least favorite, if I had to pick, maybe The Palace?
0: Mine's The Palace. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, it's like you mentioned The Palace and The Songwriter are both kind of like the slow tempo piano songs. I think The Songwriter does it better. Not that the palace is a bad song, it's just like sometimes, especially because it's it's surrounded by please don't die and disappointing diamonds, which are two of the best songs on here. Um, it can be like, oh okay, like I kind of forget about this song before we get to like these other awesome ones.
1: I so that, I think s- that's my least favorite. I do have to say though, the palace has one of the lyrics, two of the lyrics that stick with me the most. One of my favorite, just in terms of the way he sings it on the entire album, is. Uh, last night I wrote a poem. Man, I must have been in the poem zone. Yes, the way he sings it's it great, is great. a man. I must have been in the poem zone. <laughs> yeah, like, that awesome. is awesome. Um, and I love the lyric. Maybe I'll get a pet, learn how to take care of somebody else. Maybe I'll name him Jeff. <laughs> but I think it might defeat the purpose living on housekeeping and room service. Yeah. Like room service. Yeah, yeah. So like, even if the palace, even if it has to be my least favorite, it's like that in date night. Right. And the only reason interesting is date night is like sneaky one of my favorites
0: but also i get why it wouldn't be yeah, no, it's like because it's just like oh you're doing like fear fun, fun that's like why i love it but i realize that like he writes better songs than those now
1: right it's 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 my least favorite on an album where i don't dislike any exactly tracks. yes there's not a yes. track i right. dislike and, right. and so date night i think is great it's a it's really fun and it's a it's catchy as hell yep um if i had to rank like it, it's not beating out a lot of the other songs, out right? There though.
0: Date night is a Father John Misty song you might play at like a party where like you're like, oh, yeah. this is one of the new Father John Misty songs. Like you're not gonna put on like Please Don't Die or no, or one of those. I you think know, you might
1: put on uh, Disappointing Diamonds. What 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 are your what are you, what are your favorites? If you had like a top two or three, top
0: two or three would be Please Don't Die, God's Favorite Customer. um... Disappointing Diamonds, probably. Yeah. But, like, it's so hard. Because hanging out the gallows. And the past couple days were only people has really been, been rising in the ranks, too. So, overall, incredibly strong album. Uh, if you had to do a, a too early ranking of discography, Jake, where would this land?
1: Oh, for Father John?
0: Yeah. Um, I think this could be second behind Honey Bear.
1: Yeah. I... Wow. A too early ranking. Second. Yeah, I think... It, yeah. Yeah. Second, because I think, um, and to be honest, man, I could see it becoming my favorite. Interesting. I, could... I listened
0: to Honey Bear again yesterday. I was like, "No, nah, there's not. There's no album that's touching this that he has put out yet."
1: Yeah, I as I love Honey Bear. That's one
0: of my favorites of the decade. That's going to be like top ten of the decade for me. So
1: yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know. I think that uh, as great as as Honey Bear is, I I could see. I just barely, I've only had this for a week, and right. I still really love it. Right. And, and right. Um, pure comedy, for all it's worth, is not going to be as listenable. No. And, and Fear Fun is just more slight. Right. So it's between this right. and Honey Bear. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think I agree.
0: Cool. Uh, let's wrap up, Jake, with Release Radar. I have two for you. One of them is Snail Mail with Lush. This has been getting some hype. A uh, few tracks, two or three at least. I think they have gotten Best New Track from Pitchfork, so they're hyping that pretty hard. I've I've heard one of them that I really, really like. Um, And then the other one, the end of the Kanye West-Wyoming trilogy here with the Kid Cudi joint album called Kids See Ghost. Um, Maybe we can expect more songs like Ghost Town. Uh, maybe that's a little nod to hmm. Kid see Ghost. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's hope so. Uh, I think Cuddy can bring out the best in Kanye. I think he can bring out a more melodic Kanye. Um, and maybe if one of the criticisms of Ye was it feels rushed and slight, maybe kanye working directly with somebody else whose name is also on it will make it more focused kind of like uh the pusha album so yeah maybe cuddy will bring something out of them maybe we'll bring something out of each other
1: whatever we get if it's even a good album i think there's no denying that you almost have to look at the body of work of the last successful few- run if we yeah the, the body yeah. of work of the last few weeks because yeah. you got that that push album which he produced his own album yeah. which is not without its highlights and then an album with Cudi, if, if if any good.
0: This is actually going to be the thing that uh, dictates the narrative of all of this. Yeah. If this is good, it makes Ye better, actually. And But if this is bad, it's like, well, you know, Pusha did his thing, and then Kanye, I don't know. like it, Kanye dropped the ball a little on, bit. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I could see that. It, yeah. it, it'll be interesting to see.
0: It will. It will. Uh, But that wraps up this episode. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.
1: in pod. Um, ooh, bleeding from my knuckle there. Ooh, was that from the kebab? Might have been. Do you, you want me to clean that up? Or are you gonna get woozy? I die. <laughs> I'll
0: be okay. <laughs> That's another thing. Like we were just talking about, like. The older I get, the less I give a fuck about things. Like, if I were younger and I was like, oh, I have like a little cut, I'd yeah. be like, oh, I'm gonna go like, put neosporin take on it. care of it. Yeah. Not even put neosporin, but like maybe just like, wash it. Wa- like, yeah. And like, Dress now it. I'd just be yeah. like, like, I'd, yeah. I'd like suck it and then just like maybe like wipe it.
1: Suck it and see. Yeah. The thing is, is like, I bite my hands at all times and I'm like, I constantly make my fingers bleed. Yeah. So any blood from my hands it's, it's just, just like, whatever. It's like That's a daily part the occurrence. Course. Yeah. yeah. I wish sense. I could kick that habit, but I guess it's better yeah. than heroin.
0: That's true. That's true. We yeah. Everybody... Not that
1: it, which is kind of a false equivalency. It's not like oh,
0: it's not even close to being. It's not like oh, you either do heroin or bite your nails.
1: It's yeah, <laughs> it's definitely like, not. It's like there's a few more steps there. It's like, dude, if if you're a guy who like your worst habit is biting your nails, maybe just quit because you, <laughs> <Yeah>. you could. <laughs> right, right. But I can't. I well, yeah.
0: Never. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think I really have anything else. Um, Oh, uh, I've been watching *Handmaid's Tale* season two. Great show. It's a tough hang though. It's really intense. Yeah. So like they're heavy episodes.
1: Let me ask you this: Have you been continuing with
0: uh... *Westworld*? Yeah. Yes. You have. I have. Do you like it? I think I'm one episode behind. Uh, It is.
1: (sighs) I have not been continuing with it.
0: It's wh- it's fine, I guess. Some episodes <clears throat> are better and more interesting than others. Like the one, not this most recent one that just happened, but the one from last week wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And the one before that was okay. The one before that was much better. Mm-hmm. So it's been like hit or miss in terms of quality of episodes. I think overall it's a little more focused than season one. I think there's a kind of, there's more of a clear here's what's happening here yeah. type of thing. Um, they're not just being confusing for the sake of being confusing. They're, That's a plus. They're kind of it's like... It's an improvement. It's still sort of. They're still kind of withholding things, but like in not as annoying of a way. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's been fine. It's, I, been fine. it's still not, not like great.
1: I have not continued with it. And to be honest with you, don't have much interest.
0: Yeah, it's... Something about it just isn't Especially because some of the episodes are like over an hour long. Just, it's kind of a slog.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to... At this point... Yeah. Like maybe I'll binge it one day. Yeah, it's... But I don't even want there's to. There's
0: better shows that you could and should be watching than Westworld. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't have any shows going right now. You should try and watch Legion. Um, one of my coworkers, an older dude I work with, was most raving about it's Legion great. the other day. It's great. It's amazing.
0: You- it's like one of the most like daring and thrilling shows on tv in terms of like what they're doing artistically like with the medium yeah it's he's really cool
1: he was saying really good things and i told him that one of my friends meaning you yeah always talks about legion and yeah I like, so i i should check it out
0: yeah you should definitely watch legion handmaid's tale is definitely worth it if you have hulu uh the americans just ended you could go back and watch that whole series yeah uh, there's options out there. There are. There's lots of options.
1: It's actually like a little freeing right now not to have one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like, yeah, do I need one? No. No. I don't necessarily. No. And like, maybe I'll find one. Yeah. But it, like, in the absence of Atlanta, it has been a little bit like, oh, yeah. Like, what are we have to watch? Right. Maybe I'll read or something. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. I, that's, that's, a, that's a good point. I'm like probably a third of the way through that Stephen Hyden book. I want to read that. Did I tell you? I think I did tell you. And if he's listening, which he's not, big shout to him. <laughs> Big shout out to Stephen Hyden for following me on LinkedIn. Or connecting with me on LinkedIn, yeah, whatever the fuck you great. call it. It's really cool. I don't know, like, why. I don't know. Just because he, like... I don't know if you recognize me from Twitter? Maybe. Or and he
0: sent you that bookmark, too. Maybe he's probably like, oh, like... He put
1: it together? Yeah.
0: He's a smart guy.
1: Well, like, but, but he sent bookmarks to probably hundreds of people.
0: Yeah, but maybe they didn't pop up on his, like, people you might know LinkedIn.
1: Yeah, and he saw my, like my fresh new professional headshot. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. not only is this guy a music fan, but he's dashing. That's
0: right. He's and attractive has, to has, boot. has
1: like a Rogaine touch of gray thing going <laughs> in his mid-twenties.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's a little confused by this. Yeah. yeah.
1: He's like, oh. Huh, okay. Is Jake 12 years okay. older than I thought? Are we peers? I can't <laughs> tell. Have yeah. I underestimated him because of ageism? <laughs> Maybe he's my age because he looks fucking old and yeah. is like... Deep set wrinkles in his forehead already. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything either except uh, game three of the finals is tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Warriors yes. have a two nothing lead. They do. Um, we don't need to really rehash the Jarr Smith thing. I think no, pretty much everyone, no, I think it's been done to death. It's been done to death. I feel bad for the guy. I though. feel bad for LeBron. I feel bad for LeBron, and it, it, I think it sucks from an empathetic standpoint to be this like scapegoat. Oh like, yeah, like for J.R. Sure. is for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, that is. That when we were watching oh, yeah. it, I yeah. thought the game was over too. Yeah,
0: everyone got confused. I was confused. Yeah. I was lost in the sauce in the game. Right, right. And right, I was like, right, wait a minute. Right.
1: He, I like, they did win. And then you noticed right. first. I, But, it, like, yeah. it was funny. He even tricked me. Yeah, I know. And I think he tricked, like, other people
0: too, like, on the court. I think KD, he was, like, he didn't get that rebound. And, like, I think everyone was kind of, like, confused. Because they were all kind of just, like, standing there. Yeah, he confused so. me
1: because when I... In his defense, I mean, he really should have been on top of it. But when he started running out to the three point line with the ball, I was like, "Oh, like they won."
0: Right. He he had me convinced. Did you see the clip on the bench of LeBron when he goes over and he's he like goes to Tyloo? He's like, H- "We didn't have any more timeouts." And Tyloo's like, "Oh, we had one timeout." And LeBron the, LeBron's face is just complete like disappointment and just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then puts his head in his hands for like fifteen seconds. And it's like it's no wonder they lost in overtime. Like,
1: no, they and they lost big. Yeah, like that's game. actually
0: not a surprise. Well, dude,
1: after that, I don't think they were going to win the series any either way. Yeah, but stealing game one would have been that would have been massive. Because like, say they go back to Cleveland one one. Yeah, yeah. they probably get one in Cleveland. Yeah, probably it goes at least, at least six,
0: and then you get a decisive like game five. Who knows? Who what happens knows then. what happens? Maybe Draymond like punches someone in the dick again.
1: He probably will. Yeah, I, I don't like Draymond. I'm sort of out on. Him I'm out too. on Draymond. I'm out on Draymond. I'm. I, I'm like Steph as much as I always yeah. have. I like Clay as much as I always have. Durant. I'm like. I, I don't know. Blog boy, baby back bitch. Blog boys that We're the blog boys. Uh, the blog boys we are blog boys. And we should get started. We
0: should. Uh, let's do it.
1: <clears throat> Three, two, one.